Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Well, happy Father's Day. And uh, here's what we want to do. We want all the fathers to stand up. We want to rec- recognize all the dads here in the room. Come on. We want to clap for you. Happy Father's Day, guys. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you for being here this morning. God bless you. And uh, I know there's a lot of things, uh, fathers, where they can be at today, but you guys chose to be in church, so we honor you. We're glad you're here today. And uh, there's a lot of truth to those what those kids said today, right? And uh, he works at work. He pays the bills. He does all these different things. But uh, uh, it was just fun to hear that, and we're just glad you're here. And we're going to continue our series, but actually our series... Uh, is going to go right along with Father's Day. Appreciate all of you guys that uh, brought your jerseys. We, li- we like to have a lot of fun around here. But uh, we are in a series, and what we've called it is Yahweh. And these are biblical names of God. And the uh, last few weeks, I've been telling you how in the Bible, God names himself, or he gives himself different Hebrew names that really describe his benefits for you and I. In actuality, when you begin to think about the names of God, there's uh, uh, one that I preached on a few weeks ago, Al Shaddai, and I talked about God Almighty. And then uh, last week, I talked about Jehovah Rapha. How many know God's the healer? And so we've been talking about these names of God, and each name of the Lord is a description of his character. Each name is also a declaration of his commitment to his people, and God does everything that he declares. I said God does everything that he declares. And so his name reveals his identity, and his divine names are integral to knowing who God is. So I'm going to read a scripture, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to dive right into this message today. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, it says, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter, and we are the work of your hand. You are our Father. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we thank you that you are our Heavenly Father. And Lord, we're grateful for that. And Lord, today I pray that you'd open our hearts, our minds to the word of God. That Lord, you'll remove every distraction. Lord, anything that weighs on us today, help us to clear our minds and to receive your word. I pray today that your word would just bring grace, hope to every person in this place. And Lord, anoint every word that I preach today. And uh, Lord, let the people hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, this is how you should pray in this manner. Therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And it's interesting when Jesus made this prayer or made this statement, he was really declaring to everyone that God is the Father. Just recently, I read an article or I seen it come up on the news about in the, uh, in the game Jeopardy. I don't know how many watched that game. 
They were, they were trying to figure out, the, the, you know, you put up certain money to figure out a clue and figure out a word. And it basically said, our Father in heaven and blank be your name. And none of the three contestants can guess, hallowed be thy name. It just tells you how far our nation is from knowing who God is. And so who is God? When we think of God, we don't often think of him as the Father. Yet when Jesus spoke about God, when he was on earth, he addressed him as the Heavenly Father. It's the most intimate phrase when he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or holy is your name. And really that word Father is Abba. Abba in Aramaic. It's an Aramaic term that means Daddy or Papa. And uh, this is an Aramaic t term that they use in the Middle East. Many of the children, if you've ever been to the Middle East, they call their dad Abba, meaning father. Now, Abba is not the Swedish rock band, okay? So, so some of you that are laughing, it tells us how old you are. But Abba is not meaning that. Abba in the, in the Aramaic term, it really is an endearment. It's the closeness of, uh, of a dad. And so Jesus is saying that Abba is, or God, is someone you can be close to. They say one of the first words that a baby learns before he even learns mama is he learns papa and dada. I'm just, I'm just saying, that, but statistically that's what they say. And uh, I remember my kids started calling me dada, you know, like man. And now I got my grandkid, they call me papa. Papa. And they say, papa, yeah, let's say it again. Papa, there you go. <laughs> Who's the greatest of them all? Papa, right? Anyway, it's, it's almost as if a child knows that they need a father. And I can say today, as we talk about Father's Day, and again, I'm going to talk about the greatest father, our Heavenly Father. Now, some of you, let me just be honest, some of you have had a father in your life, and maybe he wasn't quite as involved in your life as you would want. Maybe your father was not the example. Maybe... You didn't grow up with a father. And yet in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, uh, many times when people address God in the Old Testament, it's only a, he's only addressed as the father seven times. Most of the time, in the people in the Old Testament looked at God as the creator, as some almighty uh, being in heaven, which he is, but they never really thought to call him father. Yet when Jesus came on the scene, he called God the father 150 times because he wanted to explode the tradition and the stereotypes that God is not just some uh, uh, being in heaven, but God is close to us. So many people today, they think God is some kind of a killjoy, that he doesn't want you to have fun. He doesn't, he's kind of a, a force in, in, the, in, in heaven somewhere. But I want you to know God, the personal God, that you can have a relationship with. And this is why when we begin to talk about the word father, there could be people in this room, a room this size with this many people. I can tell you, I can bet that some of you, when I mention the word father, may even have a negative term because you may have a bad memory about your father. And it's true, uh, human fathers can fall short 
I'm a father, I understand. But there are many times we grow up with a father that was unreliable. Maybe you grew up with a father that was kind of moody. You didn't know what mood he was going to be in. And unconsciously, we think of God that way because we relate God as the father. So when we think about God, we think about our own father. And if you didn't have a great example of a great father, then you can't make the connection or you don't make a good connection with God. And so I want to get rid of some of the misconceptions of who God is as the Father, because we live in a world today that is really kind of, kind of disconnected us from God. And I want us to look past our earthly Father, and I want us to look at our heavenly Father. Is that all right? Your understanding of God will affect every part of your life. Your understanding of who God is will basically affect everything in your perception of how you see God. If you tend to worry a lot, if you tend to be a worrier and you're always thinking about things and you're burdened by fears and all these different things, it's because you don't know who God is. When you get to know who God is today, your conception of God will begin to change. That You don't need to live with worry. You don't need to live with burdens. You don't need to live with these misconceptions of who God is. And the problem in our lives is we don't realize that God does care. How many know that God does care? In fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, he said, this is how you should pray. It says, our Father in heaven, holy or hallowed be your name. And this is, Jesus is saying, this is how you're to pray. In other words, that God is not an earthly God, a Father, but he's a heavenly Father. It's not just talking about the location, it's talking about the quality of father that we have. We have a perfect father. I said, we have a perfect father. He is flawless. And if you're a human father, you know that we make flaws, we make mistakes, we've blown it. Am I right? You've hit the wrong kid one time. You blame the wrong one, right? We've done that. And because of that, we often think it's God the Father the same way. But I want you to realize today, we have four misconceptions of God being a father. Many people don't realize that they have this myth about God, this misconception about God, and so you can write this down. There are people today that look at God the Father as being unreasonable. They think that God is like an earthly God, and he puts all these demands on us and all these regulations and restrictions on us. And God doesn't want you to enjoy life at all. He, he's, uh, he doesn't want you to have any kind of fun. And so we think of God many times as just divine killjoy. And he wants to take the joy out of our life. And you have a misconception of who God is. That God is unreasonable. A second misconception is God is unreliable. In other words, we look at God and we think, man, I'm not sure that I can, uh, I can really trust and depend on God. And the reason why is maybe you grew up uh, and you've got some hurt in your life and uh, you not only blame the person to hurt you, but I find a lot of people blame God for their hurt. How many can relate to what I'm saying? We kind of, when we've been attacked or something's happened to us, we not only get mad at the attacker, but we get mad at God. 
There might be people here today, the reason why you're not close to God, because you've not dealt with the resentment. You're kind of mad at God right now for the bad things that have happened to you. How many have had some bad things happen to you? And you wonder, why did God allow this? Anybody ever questioned that before? Is it just me? Like, why did God allow this? Why, why God, you know, I, you know I, I, I was trusting you, and somehow, Lord, uh, you've allowed this to happen, and, uh, you know, why did this person hurt me? Why did you allow it to hurt me? Why did you allow them to do this to me? And often what we'll do is we'll blame God for the hurt and the bad things that have happened to us. Now, I want to explain something to you, begin, because... Again, this is the misconception. We don't realize that God has given every human being the greatest gift in, in all the world, and that is the gift of freedom of choice. You have the freedom to choose. Now, how many know we don't have the freedom to choose the consequences, but you have the freedom to choose whatever you want to do. And because people have the freedom to choose and do what they ever want to do, they choose to hurt you and therefore, what they chose to do affects us. And now a lot of us would say, well, why didn't God stop them? Then that wouldn't be freedom of choice. That's right. In other words, if God stopped every bad thing, you wouldn't have freedom of choice either. How many people have you hurt? Hey, you guys are quiet here today. I don't know what it is. We often think about the people that hurt us. What about the people that you've hurt? How come God didn't stop you? How come God didn't stop you when you didn't forgive that person, when you selfishly did something, when you just thought about yourself? God didn't stop you. But see, when somebody does something to us, we say, God should have stopped them. In other words, God should intervene whenever it's convenient for us, right? But I'm just telling you today, we live in a world today where it's freedom of choice. Wrong decisions of other people hurt us and wrong decisions that we make hurt other people. But that doesn't make God unreliable. Number three, we often think of God as being unconcerned. In other words, we think, man, God's so busy, he's not really concerned about my life. He's not concerned about my job. He's not concerned about my kids. He's not concerned about my career. He's not concerned about my education. God's not concerned about my boyfriend, my girlfriend. God's not concerned about any of these things. Uh, you know, God is watching us from a distance. I'm telling you, God's closer than you think. And we often think that somehow God is unconcerned and though therefore, you know, he, he's not going to get involved with us. And then the next thing we think is God is unpleasable. Listen to me, I'm, I'm good. I want to just make a foundation here because many times we compare God the Father as even our own parents that we grew up with that were hard to Plead. It was hard to please our parent. Maybe you grew up with a parent that was always hard to please. No matter if you did this right, you still needed to do this. Oh, yeah, you got that done, but you need to get this done. Yeah, you, you got a B, but you should be getting an A. You get an A, you should have an A+. Plus. You get an A, you should have straight A's. Are you hearing me? You could just never do enough. You got a home run, you should have two home runs. You got a touchdown, you should have three touchdowns. And it's just never enough. And, and what happens is we tend to take the weaknesses of our parents and we try to enforce them onto God. So if we grew up with an unpleasable parent, we think God is unpleasable. 
And so we detach ourselves from God because we felt so unattached with God, our, with our own parent. So I want us to take all of our misconceptions for just a moment here, and I want you to put them on the shelf today and put them aside and be open to maybe to, to realize that God is the Father today that is different than what you thought. So write this down. I believe this. God the Father is the caring Father. How many believe that today? How many believe that God cares about you? That this Father in heaven today is different than your human Father, that he's compassionate, that he's gracious, uh, that he actually does love you. Uh, and and I'm t I said, God does love you. Uh, and, and so if you want love, you can't handle love. I'm going to tell you right now, God loves you so much. He loves you more than you even realize. When we think about the God, we don't think about how often and how much God loves us. But in Psalms 104, it says, As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who honor him. So God is caring, God is compassionate, and God loves you. Let me give you an example, and I've said this story before, but I love it. Jesus one day is on a boat with his disciples, and they're traveling across the Sea of Galilee. And the Bible says uh, this is after Jesus had ministered and he's prayed for people and a number of things. So Jesus is tired. And the first thing he does when he gets on the boat, he, he goes to the helm of the boat. And, and the Bible says that he falls asleep. Now, it wasn't, he didn't actually accidentally fall asleep because the Bible says he was laying on the cushion. That tells me that he got that cushion and, man, I'm, I'm going to sleep. He cried. He was taking a cat nap. I mean, he, I'm going to knock out. And the Bible says he's asleep. And while he's asleep, a storm comes, an unexpected storm, which happens oftentimes in the Sea of Galilee. And the Bible says that uh, the storm came and there was waves and there was thunder and lightning. And your love is so frightening. And I know all this stuff was happening, right? All this stuff was going on. And so uh, uh, the Bible says that they became concerned because they were taking on water. And they felt like they were going to drown or the boat was going to, uh, going to turn over and capsize. And so the Bible said the disciples came and they woke up Jesus. And this is the first word that they said to him in Mark chapter 4, verse 38. Lord, don't you care that we're dying? That's a lot of us. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that we're perishing? Isn't that a profound question that every human being asks? Lord, don't you care? Don't you care about what's going on in my life? Lord, don't you care about what's happening in my problems right now? Don't you care about my hurt? Don't you care about my needs? Don't you care about what's happening? And let me just say this to every single person in this building. Until you settle the issue... Until you settle this issue, you're not going to be able to get to know God. You need to settle it in your heart that God does care. And until you do, you're not going to get to know God. God does care more about your life than you realize. The answer to does God care is the answer is yes. 
God cares many times over. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your care or all your anxiety upon the Lord because he cares for you. God cares about your house payment. God cares about the bills that you pay. God cares about the grades in your school. God cares about what kind of girlfriend you have, what kind of boyfriend you have. God cares about what's happening in your life today. He cares about your job. He cares about what you wear. He cares about what's happening in your life today. God is a caring God. He's the caring father today. In fact, the Bible said that God is so detailed, he knows every hair, uh, the, uh, the amount of hair on your head. And for some of us, it's not difficult. It's getting easier. I'm looking at Michael, man, it's starting to get easier. Am I right? He knows. He knows your original color of your hair. He knows everything about you. Let me just tell you that. He knows the moles on your body that nobody else sees. He knows all of the flaws. God knows the intimate details of your life. God knows. Turn to someone and say, God knows. He does know. He really does. And the Bible says that Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry, Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about what you're going to wear. Your heavenly Father knows your needs. He knows these things. He's talking about a God that knows the basic things about your life. That's how much God cares. He knows the basic things, the clothes you're going to wear, what you eat. God looks at you, man, and he cares. You don't have to worry. How many of us have children? You don't want your children to worry. Could you imagine your child said, Dad, I'm so worried. What are you worried about? Are we going to be able to eat tomorrow? None of us want our children to do that. Dad, I'm worried. Where are you worried? Are we going to be able to pay the bills? You don't want your kids to worry. You want to be a father that provides for them. You want to be, how much more do you think God wants to provide for you? You don't have to doubt God. You don't have to worry. God cares. I said, God cares. Don't worry. Instead of going to the phone, you need to go to the throne, right? Before you post, ask help from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I made that up myself. Anyway. See, here's what happens when we're stressed. Here's what happens when we're going through things in our life and we just can't seem to make it happen. And, and there was a man that came to his pastor one day and he was stressed out, saying, man, I don't know, pastor. I don't think I'm going to make it. I, I'm worried. I got all these problems. And, and he told his pastor, I guess I don't really love God enough. And the pastor said, oh, you missed the point entirely. He said, the problem is that you don't realize how much God loves you more than enough. See, you don't realize that God loves you so much more than you even realize. The second thing, write this down. God the Father is the God that is the consistent Father. He's consistent. In other words, you can count on God. You can count on him every day, anytime. He never lets you down. We sing that song here once in a while. We haven't sang it in a while. I'm a little upset about it, but he'll never, never let you down. I mean, I love that song. He'll never, never, never let you down. I don't know what happened to that song. I like that song. And then the drum, doom, doom. I mean, it's such a great song. How many like that song? How many would take a vote? You guys like that song? If you guys know that worship leader, maybe we could talk to him a little bit. And 
Maybe put in a good word for me. He said, Pastor really likes this song. Maybe we could sing it. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from the Father who does not change like shifting shadows. In other words, we have a father, uh, an earthly father that is not unpredictable. He's not shifting here and here and there. You know, I, I, can, I can tell you how many teenagers and young people that I've talked to before, and they said, man, I'm just not sure about my dad and what mood he's going to be in. And he could be silent one day and violent the next day. He could be this way and that way. And inconsistent fathers produce insecure children. And this is what happens with a lot of teenagers if their dad is not consistent. But can I tell you, God is consistent. God doesn't get up one day and say, man, you know, I'm just going to zap you today, man. I'm just going to, you know, you're getting on my nerves. How many thank God he's not like that? You know, you're really getting under my skin today. Flat tire, uh, you know, blown engine, and, and God zapping things. How many thank God he's not like that? Some of you, man, if you were God, you'd be zapping people. But thank God, God's not that way. He, he doesn't get in bad moods. He's not doing all these things. And the Bible says, 2 Timothy, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot disown himself. The fact is, life and things are changing all around us, but God never changes. God same today, yesterday, and forever. He's always caring. And this is why man-made religion doesn't really understand who God is. When we think of all the religions in the world, they make this uh, weird uh, idea about God. And have you ever seen the mythology? They have all these mythology gods, and, and, and you know, they, they, get, they get mad. They zap people from, uh, uh, you know, Zeus and all of these Greek gods. And thank God, God doesn't do that. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, it says, I, the Lord, I do not change. We can count on God. And let me just tell you something. Probably people are more filled with resentment. And they're more filled with uh, rebellion because a lot of kids feel like they've, been, they've lived a bunch of broken promises. Promises that were given to them that their parents couldn't meet. But thank God, God doesn't break his promise. Uh, he's the promise keeper. I said, God the Father is the promise keeper today. Oh, you can clap a little louder than that. <laughs> Romans eleven twenty nine says, God will never go back on his promises. Psalm 49, 10 says, my God is changeless in his love. So I want you to realize today that God is consistent. He's there all of the time. He's not going to be moody. He's not going to be up and down in his attitude. You can count on God no matter what's happening in your life, no matter how things are going on, how things are, 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 are unwinding in your life. You can count on God today. God is the God that you can count on. Can you say amen? amen? And this is why I want to just say this to you. You need to really learn how to trust God. And that's going to take a little bit of extra measurement from you today. You're going to have to really say, man, I, I, I've got to really put my feelings aside. I've got to really put my emotions aside. I've got to really begin to think through my life and really begin to say, you know what? I'm going to trust God because he's trustworthy. Can you say amen? 
And we might think about a prayer today. We might think about maybe saying a prayer and asking God on Father's Day, say, Father, help me to see you like I've never seen you before. Father, help me to trust you like I've never trusted you before. In fact, let me pray. Can we just pray for just a moment? Lord, we pray today, help us to depend on you no matter what the situation. Lord, no matter how many disappointments that we've had with our Father, how many disappointments that we've had with people, we want to trust you today. And God, help us never to compare you to our earthly fathers. You're a God that cares. Can you say amen? amen. Number three, our heavenly Father is the God that we can hold close to us today. We can hold him close. That means he's available anytime. Uh, he's available right now. How many thank God for that? He's available. He, he's the God that we can be close to. Look at what it says. Acts chapter 17, verse 27. It says, God did this so that people would reach out for him and find him since he is not far from each of us. Now, what is that saying to you and I today? That is saying that, that God is close to you and maybe you grew up with an absentee father. Your, God, your father was never there. Again, I'm, I'm being real. Can I preach today? Maybe you grew up with a father that was never around. He was never home. He was always at work. He was, or he was always just hanging out with the guys. Maybe you've, hung, you've had that kind of a father. Maybe you grew up with a father that was disengaged. I meet them all the time. And they're all, the moment they get home, they eat and they go in the garage. And you don't see them till 10 o'clock at night. They're disengaged. They're not involved. They're basically non-existent with their children. And we see that today in our society where there's these absentee fathers. And then again, then you gotta have the wife working and both of them are working. I'm not against that. What I'm saying is, what happens is many times the reason why we're working is not because we can't make it, is we want a lot more than we have. And sometimes we say, well, you know, I'm just trying to make ends meet. Maybe you need to lower the end a little bit. Maybe your ends don't need to be that high. I'm just saying. Don't make the kids pay for the lifestyle you can't afford. Think about it. You know, is your kid more important or is the money you make more important? You only have your kids for a certain window, man, 18 years, and that's it. And I'm telling you, man, it goes fast. And can I tell you, they used to tell me, man, it's going to go fast. I said, ah, oh, man, I got time. I said, oh, my God, what happened? It, it goes fast. I mean, before you know it, man, uh, that four-year-old, that five-year-old, that six-year-old, man, he's, he's, he's going. I mean, he's gone. And next thing you know, he's married. Our youngest son really threw us for a loop. He got married at 19. I go, oh, my goodness, man, what happened to you? You're gone. And all of a sudden, all these things begin to happen. And before you know it, you don't realize how quick and how far and how things move. And you need to be more involved. God is the God that is there for us. Can you say amen? He is. See, see, the reason is we need to know that God is never too busy for us. Thank God for that. God is never too busy. And again, you might have grown up with a father that was always busy and it was hard for, you know, to get with him, but God's never too busy. You can call on him. He's there. 
God loves us and he wants to meet our needs today. Matthew chapter 7 says, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts to those that ask? How many know, man, if we know how to give good gifts, uh, uh, being human fathers, and we want to meet the needs of our children, how much does God want to meet your needs? How much does your heavenly father, and I want you to realize that we serve a heavenly father that responds to any kind of hurt that we're going through. Man, when you're hurt, when you're not feeling good, thank God it's not like earthly fathers. You know what I'm talking about. I'll give him a band-aid. I'll get over, walk it off. I do that. I did that, you know, as a father. My, you know, my kids come running in, walking in, and they see me, they go to their mom, right? They just turn, because they, they, they know I'm not going to really help them. Ah, come on, pat them on the back. Come on, you can do it. It's all right. Get up. Come on, shake it off. You're all right. You're not crying. Come on. I don't see no tears. You're not in pain. Thank God our Heavenly Father's not like that. Amen? He cares about us. He, he wants to heal us. He's there. We can embrace him. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in their spirit. Thank God for that kind of father. And this last thing I want to talk about here today is we serve a God or a father who is capable and competent. He's capable. He can do it. He has the ability. We serve a big God. We can't stop him. Can you say amen? And I want you to realize today, today fathers today are, are many times displayed on TV and even commercials as, you know, dummies. They don't know what's happening, but that's not true. I'm here to tell you, our God in heaven knows what's happening. He's in complete control. He's Abba Father today. I don't care what kind of father they portray. We serve a God that's nothing is impossible for him. I said there's nothing that's impossible for him. And so let me just say to you today that, you know, I, I used to love it when my kids think, thought that I could do anything in life. How many loved it when your kids just thought that you could do anything? You know, I'm going to get my dad on you. That's right, man. I'm going to come in right now. That's right. You know, my dad's Superman. My dad's this, you know. My dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> right? You know, these kids said, my dad can beat So what? My mom can beat him up too. It's no big deal. So anyway, when we think about that, <laughs> we're here to, we, we serve a God today that is capable, that is competent, and that you cannot stop him. Now, here's what I want to say to you. That God today, if maybe you didn't grow up with a father, maybe you say, well, how can I have this father? Man, God gives you the opportunity to receive him today. And look at what the Bible says about this in, in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 26. He says, we are the children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So maybe today you were born in a family that maybe was, you didn't grow up in this kind of atmosphere where you had a father that cared, where you had a father that loved you, that was there for you. That maybe you grew up in a place where he was absent. And I want you to know God wants to adopt you into his family. He wants to be your father. Can you say amen? He wants to be your heavenly father. He wants you to know today that you can depend on him. That no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's happened in your life. And again, I'm not belittling What's happened in your life? I'm not counting that as nothing. I'm just here to tell you, our Heavenly Father knows what you need. 
And if you're a father here today, maybe you haven't been a perfect dad. Maybe you've had some flaws. Like I said, I'm, I've made a lot of mistakes, man. I am no perfect dad. Don't think that I have it all together, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I have all the answers. I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. But thank God our Heavenly Father doesn't. And today, we can point our children to God, and we can lead them to God. And the best thing that we can do for our children is be a father that serves the Heavenly Father and to lead our children in the right way. So I want to pray today. I want to ask the Lord to help us, and we can have the worship team come up in just a moment here, but I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit just to help us as we get ready here today. And we want to just believe God that he's a great, great father. So Lord, we thank you today for your... Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.